This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Earlier today, before we started recording this podcast, we were chatting with one of Dave's co-workers who told us that her husband wanted to start fly fishing and needed some help selecting a fly rod. In fact, my nephew um, just asked me the other day about purchasing a new fly rod. He um, has not fly fished a lot, but he's out in California and needed a new rod. He had an old rod, and so I actually ended up sending him my eight and a half five weight or one of my fly rods because I thought there's no sense for him to buy one right now. And um, and so choosing a fly rod is a really important thing, and it's a question certainly aspiring and new fly fishers feel, but also it might be that it's time for you to get to that next level of fly rod. So that's what we're talking about today, choosing a fly rod. Uh, let's start with price. Well, first off, you're an idiot if you buy a $1,000 sage <laughs> just because you can and it's your first fly rod. I just am not a big advocate of buying the best unless you have an indiscriminate amount of money and who does? And, and even if you do, yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. I mean, t- to be honest, if you're just starting out, you can't tell the difference. No. And um, I don't care how smart you are, how great you are, how athletic you are. Um, you simply can't tell the difference, and it makes no sense in my mind um, for you to buy the top-of-the-line rods. Now, and rods can range what? Yeah, anywhere from a hundred bucks or a hundred fifty bucks to who knows what? Probably a thousand for some of the real top of the line. But I'm sure custom-made rods you could spend unlimited amounts of money. I think one thing to look at is is breakage. You know, I have. <laughs> broke my share of rods. Oh, I have two. Uh, through the years, and I have some Orvis rods, and of course, if you break an Orvis rod, you know, they have a, what is it, 25-year warranty right. or something like that? Right, uh-huh. I told about this on a previous podcast, but I actually lost the the, the tip section, and, um, you know, they, they still replaced it, but I've, I've stepped on my rods when they've been by my fly fishing bench, you know, in the dark, and, you know, I've, I've had tips snap off, and boy, that 25-year uh, uh, breakage thing is is great and, and most of your uh, most of your midline high-end rods will, will have that included yeah so definitely check the warranty of the rod that you're purchasing so Steve why don't you just list some of the uh, different fly rods that people could purchase sure well if you're just starting out a couple brands that I would look at would be Reddington and Temple Fork Outfitters TFO I, I like the rods that they make and you know you can spend between a hundred 150 bucks and you can get a really good rod and honestly you will not catch uh, any less fish than you would if you had a, a $700 Sage or a, an $800 uh, Winston so uh, yeah take a look at something like a Reddington a, a Temple Fork uh, Orvis for years has been kind of a blue collar and and I know when I first bought an Orvis in the mid 90s I think I paid around uh, maybe 275 for their their kind of their middle of the road rod. Now I've I've noticed recently that that they seem to be getting pricier. They have a they have a clear water, which I think is their lower end, but 
but there, there's not as many mid-range rods. They're getting a little higher end, but but Orvis is kind of a blue-collar company. It is. They do have some higher end rods. Obviously, those the H3 is uh, is very is a very good rod. I used one of those this summer uh, on the Madison, and um, so they're great rods. But yeah, so don't overbuy. No, and if if you've really been fishing long enough, and and it's something that you do regularly, and you you want to spend a little bit more money, uh, say. Sage makes a great rod. Loomis does. Uh, Winston, and, and I, you know, for me, I think I would probably choose between a Sage or a Winston. Uh, a few years ago, I was looking to buy a new rod and, and just saying, "Hey, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be my rod for a lifetime." And I was going to buy a Sage, and then I picked up a Winston. And not only is it, was it, you know, tempting because it was made in Montana, but it was a, uh, it was a really lightweight. I just love the feel of it. And and I'm I'm like you, Dave. Like you said, you know, I uh, wow. Sometimes you know, if, if you put a $200 rod and an $800 rod, and you know, in my hands, and I was blindfolded, and, and I played around with it, I might not be able to tell, but I could tell on that Winston. So, you know, I, I bought that. But those are you know, those are a little bit more expensive. But yeah, if you're starting out, don't overbuy. You know, just spend a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, and and you'll get a good fly rod. Yeah, the temptation is to overthink it, uh, as if you're buying a car. You're not buying a car. Uh, you're <laughs> buying a fly fishing rod, and it's your first fly fishing rod. Yeah. Um, there will come a time when you want to, you know, upgrade for different reasons. But I think when you're first starting out, um, a Temple Fork. Outfitters, uh, middle of the road Orvis, um, you know some of those rods. They're just good rods, and, yeah. and you'll catch fish, and you won't know the difference. Yeah, you're right. Now I would say this: if somebody says, "Hey, you know what? I've I've got a rod that my dad used to have, or my grandpa used to have. You can have it, and and uh, you know that's great. But if it's 20, 30 uh, years old, you might be getting back to uh, uh, some materials that that just aren't as good. I mean, back in the 70s, even early 80s, everything was fiberglass, and so Fenwick was a big rod maker, and and I, I remember uh, buying those Fenwick fiberglass rods. In fact, I would actually buy the rod blank, and then I would, you know, I would make the rod. I'd tie on the guides and varnish or lacquer those, and put the handle on, and that was kind of cool. But but in re- recent years, graphite has been the really the go-to material, and and then different different variations of that. Winston has their boron uh, rod. So, you know, be careful. It's not that you can't catch fish with those, but but that really is inferior material. And and a graphite rod will definitely cast a lot better. Right. I would say if you find a f- fly rod at a garage sale or an antique store, probably not the rod you should be using. Right? right. Unless it's one of those you mentioned, my goodness, maybe you'll really get lucky and somebody who doesn't realize that that, that Winston rod that they're putting out for 50 bucks is probably worth, you know, five, 600, even if it's, you know, 20 years old. Maybe it's an angry spouse who, while her husband <laughs> is on right. vacation, she sells yeah. his Winston. Now that would be awesome. That's right. Or yeah, if you want to take a chance on it, buy it. And if it's not a good one, then just use it as a 
decoration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I have in my office right yeah, now. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. All right, let's talk a little bit about rod size. What What is the length? There's two issues here. One is the, the length, how long is the rod, and then there's also the weight, and that's not that's not how much the rod weighs, but that's what kind of, what weight line, what weight fly line is it weighted for? So, Dave, what's your take? What's an all-around uh, rod? Somebody says, hey, I, I just want a rod for, you know, all-purpose fly fishing for trout what would you tell them well i think what you just said is important fly fishing for trout obviously if you're fishing for salmon that's a you know different kind of gear right, right. different tackle mm-hmm. different gear different size different weight but if you wanted an all around trout uh, rod i would purchase a nine foot six a nine foot uh, length six weight and I think it's important that you get that as your first rod, not an eight and a half, five, not a seven foot two weight or anything like that, but I, or even an eight foot four or eight and a half foot four, mm-hmm. I would start with a nine foot six weight rod. It's a good overall general rod that you can use on any kind of stream. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. You, you want that, you want that nine foot and you might say, well, what's the difference between a nine foot and an eight and a half? Well, that nine foot can haul more line and you know, unless you say, well, I live in Wisconsin, the only fishing I'm going to do is on the, the little spring creeks and the driftless. Well, fine, you could do an eight and a half, but a nine foot is just a good all around rod. That'll handle those bigger rivers out west. And I agree with you too, Dave. I like a nine foot six weight. Some might say a nine foot five. I mean, it's not all that different, uh, just a little bit lighter, but but I, I like the nine foot six. It's a little heavier, you know for wind but that's a that's a good start and then you can go smaller or larger for there yeah if you're on those small creeks uh, just fishing dry flies uh, an eight and a half four weight is a is a nice rod well you've actually done more steelhead and salmon fishing than i have you have a what, what do you yeah, have for salmon? I, I have a nine foot uh, eight weight for that and that's you know that's done well i've caught you know 10 12 14 pounds salmon out of the milwaukee river on that uh a couple of years ago, I was up in Alaska, and I was going to be fishing Clear Creek off the Talkeetna, and uh, I think it was the day before, I was just kind of messing around in the Wilson, I think it was the Wilson River, and uh, I was I was just fishing for trout, but there were some uh, kings that were running up the river. Man, they wow. were gorgeous, and I actually latched onto one of those in my nine-foot-six weight, and there was just no way I was going to get that thing in. I, I played it for about 10 minutes and then realize, you know, if I do this any longer, I'm, I'm at risk of breaking my Winston. So I just, you know, I snapped it off. That was one of the hardest things I've ever wow, done, but I wow. let it go. How big do you think the king was? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, probably like some of those I've caught in Milwaukee. I bet it was a 10, 12 pound wow. fish. Uh, so yeah, a nine foot eight weight is really important uh, for that. Uh, but really it's, it's kind of like, you know, golf clubs. I mean, you could have one of every number. But uh, really, are, are you that are you that skilled that uh, you, you have to have both a, a nine iron and an eight iron? I mean, most people can just go from a nine to a seven to a five. Uh, same thing with uh, fly rods. Yeah, get that nine foot six, and then 
you know, you're kind next, of foundational. Yeah, it really is. And then your next purchase is determined by what am I going to be fishing? If you're going to fish smaller things, or if you if you kind of like lightweight, uh, you're going to fish dry flies a lot. Get that eight and a half four, and then if if you're going to be fishing, you know, steelhead salmon, yeah, then do the nine foot uh, eight weight. Do you remember we were fishing that small creek? Was it the east fork of the Gallatin with uh, yes, that one right. um, friend of yours? And he was using a seven foot two weight. It was yeah. fishing trichos that day. Yeah, uh-huh. That made me want to purchase a seven foot two yeah. weight. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, hey, when is it time to buy a new rod? Well, for me, I'm actually in the market right now for a new rod. Um, I've had a bunch of different rods through the years, and I just gave away one of my rods to uh, my nephew. And so I'm actually, it was actually a good reason. Yeah, I was going to say, was that was that out of the goodness of your heart, or was that so you could say to your wife, Jana, hon, I, I gave this away. I need a new fly rod. And what's perfect, <laughs> it's the nephew on her side, right? So wow. it's, you know, it was all missional. That right? is a win-win. <laughs> yes, it is. So now I need to buy myself a new rod. So, yeah. but through the years, I've been using an eight and a half, five as kind of my general rod. And I, this last summer I said, okay, I'm done. We were fishing the Madison. There was some wind and you, I just couldn't control it. I couldn't control the distance. There were all these different currents in the river and mending my line was a little bit harder. And then I used a nine foot six, actually it was an H3 that the, uh, a friend of ours had and allowed me to use. I went, holy cow! This yeah. made a huge difference. So I yep. difference. So I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready yeah. to buy a different rod. And um, it, you know, it's probably been five, six, seven years mm-hmm. since I've done so. And I think I'm going to go big this time. Yeah. You know, for me, I had an Orvis Silver Label nine foot six weight, and it was a sweet rod. It still is. I just I uh, used it a little bit this summer uh, when I was fishing with uh, my sons and sons in law and, and that was a great rod i paid 275 bucks for it or maybe it was 250 and a great rod the problem was that was back in like 1996 when uh when everything was two-piece the technology hadn't quite gotten to the place where uh, you, you could have a four-piece rod and it was just beautiful and seamless well i think in the early 2000s that that changed uh and the two-piece was fine the problem was when airlines started you know charging you for carry-ons and so all of a sudden that rod tube that i would carry on now is going to cost me 25 bucks one way uh, so that means 50 bucks so uh, the, the day came when i said hey i, I want a four-piece uh, that way i can take it uh, put it in a suitcase and all also, then when I'm backpacking, I, I don't have this uh, great big long, you know, rod tube. So that was that was my reason for deciding. I was actually going to buy another Orvis, and I went into the Orvis shop in Bozeman, and, and they didn't have a nine foot six in the model I wanted. So uh, then I started looking around. I thought, well, I'll, I'll get a Sage, and, and that's the day then that I almost bought a Sage, and then I made the mistake of picking up that Winston. And, and I'll confess, I spent then. It was like 625 bucks. Now those rods are uh, they're 750, 800 bucks. But I decided I'm going to use this for the rest of my life or for the next 25, 30 years. And and I'm not tempted to buy. I will not buy another nine foot six. I do not believe that. I believe the rest (laughs) of your life is maybe three years. Oh no, no. The the only thing that would happen is if I gave that to somebody like you did. 
You know, my, my wife is, is starting to enjoy fly fishing, so maybe I'll gift that to her. Just move those rods downstream, baby. That's hilarious. Hey, by the way, the point should not be lost here. Get the nine foot six, but get the four piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The four piece. They still sell two pieces. Get the four piece. Right. Um, and if you're in an area, if, if you're living in Wisconsin or you're in Montana, you're not going to have to fly a lot. Uh, if you if somebody's selling a, a two piece, hey, I'll sell you my, uh, uh, you know, my Orvis. Great rod. But if you get a deal like that, well, then go for it. But if you're going to be doing any traveling at all, you got to have the four piece. The other thing is that you can do is if you are fly fishing and you're at that moment and you're with a guide and sometimes the guides will bring out rods. So we've done that before when we've been out with a guide. We said, hey, can you bring your, you know, the new H3 or, you know, the new Sage or something and can we try it out? So it's it, it doesn't happen a lot. It, you know, it depends on the shop that you're going uh, with and the, the guide that you're out with. But um, it's a great way to try out a rod before you actually commit to it. It really is. And most of the those places, those shops will let you uh, take a rod outside and they'll, they'll come out with you and they'll work with you on casting and and, and they can be helpful. I mean, you, you do have to watch. You get an occasional guide. Didn't your nephew run into that where he had a guy trying to sell him something? He did. He had a great need? experience with this guide. This guide was a great person, so I'm not panning uh, him. But um, there was some talk about purchasing a rod from the shop where this person was a guide and my nephew went back about two months later and was looking at their rods and they only had an eight and a half foot five weight left and he wanted to sell him the eight and a half foot five weight so he was telling him and arguing making that point well my nephew called me and then he said hey Dave and then all of a sudden my nephew's arguing with me about the rod he should buy (laughs) he's the expert now all of a Seriously? You're arguing with me? I'm telling you you need a nine foot six. He goes, well, I'm thinking about an eight and a half foot five. I said, why? Well, it's the last one here. Okay, that explains it. So that's actually what prompted me to say, you know what? I have an eight and a half foot five. Why don't I just send that to you and see if you like it? But I would recommend a nine foot six as your first general rock. Right. And and like you say, Dave, most of those... uh, shop owners and employees they're, they're great they're going to help you they can they can find a rod that that fits you uh, they'll explain there's you know there's medium action there, there's fast action and uh, that's a little bit too technical right now but you can have a rod owner that or a shop owner that will really help you figure all that out all right, that's going to do it for today. If you have any suggestions for choosing a fly rod, uh, please share them with us. Just go to twoguysinariver.com, twoguysinariver.com, and comment on this podcast link. What should you consider when you're looking to buy a fly rod? And oh, by the way, uh, Orvis or Sage or Winston, nobody is sponsoring this podcast. That's right. So, um, you know, this is as much truth as you'll get, right? It's it's our yeah, opinion. I'm not sure it's truth. But yeah, it's, we it don't get opinion. any kickback depending on what you buy. Wouldn't that be nice, though? It would. All right. <laughs> so be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and also subscribe to our podcast feed via iTunes if you have an iPhone or Stitcher if you have a Droid. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.